Hey, you're going to want to listen today if you're tired of getting into shit that you don't really want to do, if you're tired of running your life choices through what others will think of you, and if you're ready to learn how to cut out the confusion that comes from this one question, what do you want? Hey, I'm Vicki Smith, and you're listening to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Each week, I deep dive into the world of people pleasers and perfectionists and come to the surface with practical tools and new perspectives to move you through the common beliefs and hurdles that have been snagging you for way too long. I want you to have fulfilling and reciprocal relationships. So let's get started. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. everyone. So there's not a lot of time before the calendar turns and we start creating those new shiny lives we all wanted last year, but didn't get around to. So I'm just going to get to the point with this podcast, kind of like the rapper, I think his name is Gashi and his song, My Year. Just look it up. He just says over and over again, this is going to be my year, my year, my year, my year. And God, please don't take that as a reliable rendition of his art. And I guess I have to sort of asterisk footnote this comment as well. I know zero about this person, this rapper. So if you guys know something about him and he's not a very nice person, please just just take the song and my year as the reason I'm mentioning it. And the point in mentioning him is that (laughs) I want this to be your year. And I can help you because in this episode, I want to share a concept that will alter how you make decisions as a pleaser. So let's get into it, shall we? The question that throws all of us pleasers for a loop is, what do you want? It's not an easy one to answer, though you do answer it all the time without knowing it. When I ask my clients, though, their response is pretty much the same. It's, I don't know. I mean, that's it. They just, they don't know. And I kind of, but not really believe them. And that's what I mean when I say, I know you're lying about stuff (laughs) as a people pleaser. I mean, I do believe my clients because I know, like, I know, know what it's like to not know what you want. I know what it's like for your focus to have been on other people for so long that you haven't had a ton of practice knowing what you want but I also don't believe you because I know down under the surface, you're making decisions all the time about what works and what doesn't for you. It's just in the privacy of your own mind. You may not be able to answer that question if you're with people and you're asked by somebody because in a way that requires you to speak your opinion, your preference, your choice out loud and to move it from inside your mind where it's safe. So the questions that are asked by others, like, hey, what restaurant do you want to go to? Those are often asked in situations where there's not a lot of time for you to go through all the hoops that I go through them too, that people pleasers normally go through inside their minds. 
And those hoops are things like, is this going to be okay? Is this person going to still like me? (laughs) I mean, they can be subtle or blatant things that we ask ourselves, but people pleasers run through a series of checkboxes when we have to speak and then live out our choice. Like if you were looking at your closet and deciding what to wear and you knew that there was going to be a meeting or you're going to have a presentation to give that day, you would ask, is this okay for the meeting today? You would just sort of subtly ask yourself and then think about who was in the meeting or who's going to be in the presentation. So you're asking, is this a fit? Is this not? According to other people. Or let's say you're sitting at dinner and it's this awesome barbecue place. And in your mind, you might be thinking, maybe subtly, maybe blatantly, what will this person think if I order a full plate of ribs for my dinner? (laughs) So you're always going through this as a people pleaser. You're always doing this little checklist in your head. You're always running things through what other people are going to think. Nothing is straight up in a people pleaser's mind. We don't just naturally show up and say, hey, I want this. I'm going to listen to myself and I'm going to get it. It's always running through this perception filter of, will I get judged for this? So when you are asked to throw in your two cents about a restaurant or an appetizer that the table's going to share, what typically happens? Well, I know for me, at least I used to do this a lot more, I would get silent and just defer. And then the people pleaser default thought is whatever is easiest is fine. Path of least resistance, please, right? We are peacemakers. We are not rock the boat people. And you might even say that, I'm a guess as you will, out loud, like whatever you all want to do is fine with me, but you're lying. (laughs) I know you're lying because whatever everybody else wants to do is not fine with you. Let's say everybody wants to go skiing for President's Day weekend. I think that's coming up in January. (laughs) But you hate the cold and you are not coordinated or uh, athletic person at all. But guess what? You are going to agree to go. And also guess what? You will not stay inside by the fire and drink hot cocoa and read the book that you've been wanting to have some quiet time to read. No, you're going to go, you're going to suit up, you're going to take ski lessons, and you're going to get out on the slopes, and you're going to hate every minute of it. So listen, I don't know if you're tired enough yet of not knowing what you want. Maybe it's still fine with you to defer and go the path of least resistance. But I have to ask, how much inner resentment or resistance are you willing to deal with because you are always going with the flow? For me, well, the last few years have been a butt kicker. So I just got plain ass tired of feeling like I didn't enjoy my life anymore and feeling like I was always doing what other people wanted me to do. I know that us pleasers, people in general, I know we can live with doing whatever is easiest. And I know that we can go along and be flexible and be the understanding one in the group because we like that. And sure, it won't kill us to do the thing that we don't want to do every time. God only knows my father drilled that into me. You know, you can't always get whatever you want, Vicky. 
and he was not even a Rolling Stones fan. But even if you can go with the flow, doing it all the time, it's not really giving you life. It's not really making you feel alive, connected, excited. I have a feeling that you're stacking up inner resistance inside, resentment inside. And you're actually feeling the tightness in your body a little more these days. I bet you're kind of angry, at least inside. Because no matter how flexible you are on the outside, you are still the one that's living in your body and in your mind when you have to learn how to ski and you aren't into cold weather, much less sports. So can we just stop with the, well, it's just one weekend of skiing. I can deal with it. It's not just anything. It's your life. And each one of these decisions you're making where you say, I'm going to go with the flow, ugh, they're kind of going in the wrong direction at least of what you want, what fits for you. Listen, I know that we can do stuff that we don't want to do, but I'm all about in this episode, how about looking at what you want to do instead of what you can do? So here's the question again. What do you want to do? And now is the time to ask yourself, because how do you want to start this new year answering this question? Yeah, it may be just a flip of the page on the calendar, but most of us do see the new year as a fresh start, a time where we've looked back on things, seeing how they went for us over the past year and seeing how we want to turn towards a new start and make changes. And this is a change that people pleasers are going to want to start wrapping their heads around making (laughs) because it is a vital part of getting out of the sticky web of people pleasing. So here's why I think you're lying when you say that you don't know what you want because you already know what you don't want. You don't want to go skiing. And that's a fine place to start knowing what you don't want knowing what doesn't fit for you. Here's how I make sense of this, because I often talk to my clients about, you know, what do they want? And the the answer to the question is, I don't know. And then I just ask, well, what do you not want? Because this is what I've heard you say. This doesn't work for you, but you're stumped about how to let people know it doesn't work for you. So we can always start there on what you don't want. But here's how I kind of explain things. If you've been hanging around for a few episodes, you might notice that I like analogies. Here's a couple of them for you. We all have inner templates that we use to determine what is a fit for us and what isn't. Here's my first analogy about this. If you were going to go into the gap, J. Crew, anthropology, whatever your store is, (laughs) I choose gap because they have baby gap. You're not going to want to try on clothes that fit for a child. You're going to know your size range and you're going to know that the baby gap section with the toddler size pair of pants is not going to fit you. Okay. So your template is your size and you know, toddler size pants do not fit. 
when you go along with something and you say, oh, it's fine, and you swallow down, you press down that no, the answer of no, or you make a decision based on avoiding judgment from people, then you're ignoring your size chart when you walk into the gap. You're ignoring your inner template. Okay, ready for another analogy? (laughs) I have a ton of them. I don't know if this exists anymore in school, but especially in high school, I remember when you would take a test, you would fill out this like bubble answer sheet. And the teacher always had the score sheet, right? With all the correct answers. And so that is the template that I'm talking about, if you will. Actually, now that I'm thinking about this, I think it was called a Scantron or something like that. But when you put your answers that you filled in the bubbles into the machine, it would match it up against the template with the right answers. And I think they were actually punched out or something that the teacher made. And so you would see like, oh, did I get the right answer? I filled in the bubble of A and the template says the right answer for this is actually B. There you go. That's a template. But you would hold up your answers against the template with the right bubbles punched out to see if your answer matches the template of right answers. So your right answers, your template, that's your gut. That's your inner wisdom. That's the things that you prefer that work for you. Things like your clothing size, your taste buds, how you want your house decorated, how you want your relationships to be. In other words, they're your values. That is your template. That is you and your personal makeup. And you hold everything you encounter against this template, whether you're a people pleaser or not, and you do it unconsciously. And this is how you know, underscore the word no, K-N-O-W, that you don't like skiing. It is not a correct answer bubble on your personal template score sheet. On your score sheet, it's warmer weather and no physical activity. (laughs) So you fill in the bubble of skiing and cold weather. That does not match up with your template. But you override it. If you're afraid of being left out or judged and you ignore your inner template and it is stacking up on you, how do I not know it is stacking up on you? Because I've been there and I've played the it's fine game and I've sat with lots of people that share with me and confirm for me that they are tired, resentful, over it, irritated not enjoying their relationships, not enjoying their lives. Other people are enjoying their lives because we, you, me, my clients, we're supporting their wants. But us, no, we are not supporting our wants. So congrats. (laughs) You get the Supporting Actor Award again this year. And I hope that you don't get it this new year coming up. That's why I'm asking this question. Another analogy for you. It's like if you aren't supposed to eat dairy and you keep eating it. 
you're going to feel bad. Your body's going to be inflamed from fighting against what isn't supposed to be there. Are you starting to get the idea of your, your template? What works for you? So I'm actually going to give you a little friendly challenge, a little nudge here. I don't think you're going to want to keep this storyline going that you don't know what you want. I mean, maybe you aren't comfortable with what you want. That's more of the truth. When I talk to my clients and I say, what do you want? And they say, I don't know. And I say, what do you, what do you not want? What doesn't work for you? They can give me like three or four things. And then we say, you telling people what works for you, which means not what works for them. In other words, saying the word no or setting a boundary. That's what you're uncomfortable with. You really do know when I ask you the question, what do you want? And listen, I came to my truth over this past year about what I wanted. Aside from it being a freaking ridiculous year like the past few years have been, I really stretched myself this year like never before. I'll make my story short. I'm building a business. And I've had to make a ton of decisions. And as I reflect back, I did not apply my template to a good number of those decisions. I just didn't know what I wanted or needed. So I deferred to the experts, quote unquote, the people I followed on social media, the people I found when I was Googling, how do you do X, Y, Z, the people I I found, you know, in the podcast world, and I listened to them over and over again. (sighs) I did not know what I want. I did not know what I needed. And it's a shitty place to feel like a beginner, like a noob, in over your head and confused about where you're going. And there really are people out there that know more than me. So I listen to them. But there are also a lot of people out there that are selling stuff that promises the moon for a hefty price. So when you don't know yourself, that makes you feel scattered and lost. And I was both. And that's not the greatest way to start a business, even though it's understandable, the feelings of being scattered and lost and not being connected to my template, that wasn't comfortable. So fast forward to now, and I'm still sort of in the trees, like I really can't see the forest yet, but I certainly know more now how to proceed. Basically because I felt so bad when I kept looking outside of my template and hoping and wishing that someone else's template, someone else's process lined up with mine. The way that I felt, it just kept me in confusion, kept me in lost and scattered because I didn't have that foundation of my own template. And the way I felt was enough to kind of move me out of deferring to other people so often. I mean, I was looking for answers. I was looking for direction. But when I got answers and direction, I still had to decide for myself if it was right for me. I had to decide if it matched my Scantron answer sheet, right? My template. And I realized that in my scattered, lost confusion, deferring to other people's state, that I was wasting a lot of time and money. Because I was letting someone else's score sheet be the correct answer. But I will tell you, I get it. 
I get how we want to belong and be liked and not be judged. And so mm, all of that, I get all of that. And so how easy it is to defer and acquiesce and go along for the ride for so long. And after years of this habit of deferring to other people's templates, inside we are irate. We are seething. Whether you think you feel the anger or not, it is there. And the anger might come up as irritation. It might even come up as depression. But you cannot ignore that the misalignment the deferring to other people all the time. It's an itchy, scratchy feeling inside and it it creates resentment and fatigue and it creates dissatisfaction and unfulfillment in relationships. And it happens, it just happens to us so easily as people pleasers. We just ignore our own inner score sheet. So I'm gonna share with you, uh, this just came to me. I'm just gonna share with you this really quick example how I did listen to my inner score sheet and I kind of pulled it back out. I The other day I was super jazzed about this thing that came through an email <laughs> and it was someone else's answer sheet basically. And I thought though to myself, I was like, this is the answer to all my problems. This is going to make me better. And then as luck would have it, I had to go to the bathroom. So I got up and I left my laptop, left my desk and I just took a break. And the whole time I was like, I was in my head just trying to come up with like, how am I going to get the money for this course and justifying it to imaginary people (laughs) in my mind and envisioning all the ways that I would be better after being in this business course. But thankfully I had taken that little break. I had stepped away and I'd separated myself from the excitement. And I just started talking to myself for a minute or two. And I got in touch with my inner template, my wisdom. And that wisdom reminded me that I was okay right now, that I had a plan and this new thing was not part of the plan. And that I trusted my plan because remember, I was tired and angry inside and I was tired of following everyone else's template. And my template started to become clear to me again, even though I'm still can't see the forest for the trees. I have some ideas. I have some sense of what works for me and what doesn't. And it was so relieving because that wisdom was sort of like, hey, right now we have enough. We're doing enough. We won't be any better with this new shiny thing. And I held my excitement about the new shiny thing up against my template. And I saw that the holes did not match up with the answers. And those were my answers the right answers for me. That new shiny thing is going to be the answer for someone else, but not me. So there's something in sales called the no like, and trust factor. And if you haven't been in the business world, you wouldn't know this, but it is happening to you underneath the surface. The people that you follow, people that you like, you know, Instagram, whatever, You get to know them first, like any person you would end up being friends with. So you know them, you're familiar with them. Then you start to like them. Maybe you start to resonate with what they they say. You start to share it with other people. Maybe you even buy something that they sell just to test it out. So you like them for a while. You vet them, you sit back, you watch them, 
and you start to build trust, right? So you get to know them, you start to like what they have to say, and then you start to trust them after a while. And this is what we do with our own templates. We get to know ourselves by asking ourselves questions like, what's a fit for me? What isn't a fit for me? What do I want? What do I not want? It doesn't matter which part of that question you ask, but you just get to know your own template, your own values, your own timing, if you will. And then you begin to like your template. (laughs) That might sound kind of odd, but you test it out a little bit and you start to see like getting quiet and listening inside is a great way to start to like your template. You start to test like what fits for me and then you make a small decision and you see the benefit of asking yourself the question, making a decision based on that answer and you start to like how you feel inside. So you get to know yourself, you start to test yourself out with the questions and you start to like what you find and then you start to trust oh I can ask myself this question I can bring some awareness to what works for me and not in a is this going to make someone happy taking time and asking myself a question it's more like let me take the time and ask myself the question is this the right time for me to do this is this fit with my schedule Does this work for me, right? And then we listen and we get to know what we answer and we practice testing out our answers and then we get to trusting our own template. It feels really good when we can ask ourselves, does this fit? And we can feel inside our skin, inside our emotional body even, the difference of when we answer. Instead of saying, I don't know, when we answer, yeah, I think I'm going to order those ribs tonight (laughs) because that's what I want. And when we can ask ourselves and answer honestly and stop lying that we don't know the honest answer to what we want. I'm going to tell you that you're going to make decisions and then you're just going to go on with your day. It's going to be no regrets, no hangups inside, no more mind drama. It's just going to be, I asked myself the question, I've practiced listening and answering and then doing it. And so now I ask myself and I trust. Yeah, now I can just answer and go on with my day. Decisions become easier. (laughs) It's so brilliant. Just when you start to get your own answer template and you don't forget that it's there. You might get sidetracked, right? You might get excited about a new shiny thing, but put it up against your template. So remind yourself, you can actually do this. You can actually ask yourself the questions, listen, get your answer and move forward. And if you kind of get hung up on this and you're sort of like, you know what? I'm not really intimate with my template yet. I really still don't know what I want. 
remind yourself that you can ask, what do I not want? What isn't a fit? All right, you're in the gap and you're in the baby gap, toddler section, and you know this is not a fit. Ask yourself, what isn't a fit? What, what do I not want to experience? You can also ask yourself, if I did know what I w- wanted, what would that feel like? If I did know what I wanted, what would it look like? What would I say if I did know? And just play with it. I trust you. I trust that your wisdom is in there. You just need to slow down and get to know your template. Just little by little. Try the easy stuff first. You know, the sweater you want to wear today, regardless of whether it's a presentation or a meeting. What you want to watch on Netflix tonight. Your template is in there and it is waiting for you. And I cannot wait to hear how you do once you start finding it, listening, and practicing it. Okay, friends, as we move into a new year, I offer you the Scantron template exercise. (laughs) Play with it and let me know what you think. I can't wait to do more work in the new year with you and have a good ending to this one. Be well. Hey, a common theme with my clients is the desire to set boundaries easily. They want to feel strong saying what they want, and they want to have their own back doing it. Well, guess what? You got to know what you want before you can start saying it. That's why I created the Unleash Your Authentic Self Guide. It's four questions that will help you discover who you are and what you want. I know that sounds too simple, but these are deep dive, really rich questions that can be asked again and again as you work on your recovery from people pleasing and perfectionism. So head on over to www.powertothepleasers.com slash unleash for your copy today. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.